Hello, my name is Ashley Redmond. I am an astrologer, holy fire Reiki master, and intuitive. This is my podcast, Manifest Magic. Hello and happy Sagittarius season. We have a new moon in Sagittarius coming up on December 14th. This is a new moon eclipse. This is opening up a new door, a new energy, and it is moving us into a new era. This year, we have had such a heavy influence of Capricorn energy, which has helped us grow. It's helped us mature. It's helped us to become stronger, more resilient, more reliable. It's helped us create new structures and systems in our lives. Capricorn is a dedicated energy. It's an earth sign. It commits to things. It is patient. It is loyal. It is determined. It is looking to create things that last. I say that Capricorn makes a five-year plan, not a short-term plan. And the things that Capricorn decides to invest in, because Capricorns invest their time and energy into their goals, into their relationships. We've had Saturn and Jupiter moving through Capricorn together this year. And Capricorn, Saturn, has been in Capricorn for the last two and a half years. Saturn's in its home sign in Capricorn. And Jupiter has been in Capricorn over the last year or so. Jupiter is ruled by Sagittarius. And in Capricorn... It feels restricted since Jupiter is about expansion, blessings, no limitations. There are no limits with Jupiter, but in Capricorn, we have to learn how to work with the limitations we have or face the obstacles, the barriers. And in Jupiter and Capricorn is helping us see things from another perspective. It's helping us open our eyes to doing something differently that's always been done the same way. Because Capricorn is a very traditional energy. It's about doing things the same way that they've been done forever and ever. It's about about sticking to also what has worked in the past. Capricorn is not the most innovative energy and so this, and this month, we have Saturn and Jupiter switching signs within two days of each other. This is a big deal. Saturn has a two and a half year transit and it is about to move into Aquarius on December 17th. That is very soon. So first we have a new moon eclipse inside of Trace, which is opening a door for us. It's opening a gateway. And this eclipse is connected to this past June. So we finished up something at the full moon in Gemini on November 30th. And between November 30th and December 14th, the day of the new moon eclipse in Sagittarius, it's an eclipse portal. So there is this bridge between the past and the future you're currently moving through. On December 14th is when the new door opens. 
So think of the eclipse portal as a hallway, an energetic hallway. We shut one door and we're just about to enter into a new door. And how beautifully and cosmically aligned this new moon eclipse is coming right before we have Saturn move into Aquarius and Jupiter move into Aquarius. So Saturn, again, moves into Aquarius on December 17th. Saturn's about structures, rules, government, regulations. Saturn is moving into Aquarius, which is a free-spirited energy. Aquarius is connected to groups, humanity, helping people, serving others. It's about bringing people together. It's about looking at what is in the best interest of all of us. Aquarius is a very non-traditional energy, unlike Capricorn and Saturn. Aquarius is bringing us new ideas, new information, technology. It's a very progressive energy. It's also a rebellious energy. Aquarius doesn't like to follow the rules. It doesn't rebel for the sake of rebelling. It just wants to try things in a different way, right? Wants to learn, wants to understand things. It's also very observant and very objective. So it looks at things as a whole. Now, Jupiter moves into Aquarius on December 19th, and Jupiter is the ruling planet of Sagittarius. It's all about a journey, adventure, expansion, beliefs, faith, seeing what's beyond the moment and knowing that there is more. That is Jupiter energy. Jupiter is happy in Aquarius because like Sagittarius, which is Jupiter energy, Aquarius is also focused on this sense of independence and freedom. Jupiter and Aquarius is going to bring us new beliefs. It's going to help us expand our minds, expand our ideas around money, around abundance, around resources, around sharing with others, helping others, giving and receiving. Venus will go into Sagittarius that same week as well. So next week when we have the new moon eclipse in Sagittarius, then we have Venus in Sagittarius. The sun will also be in Sagittarius. All of this Sagittarius energy as we have Saturn and Jupiter switching signs into Aquarius. This is going to be an incredible moment. This is a new era. With these planets moving into Aquarius, this is an entirely new era for the next two years. And then on December 22nd, Jupiter and Saturn are going to conjunct in Aquarius. So Jupiter and Saturn are going to be in the same exact degree in Aquarius. This is important. When this stuff happens, it sets off fireworks cosmically. Okay? This is going to bring in a new energy for all of us on a world level, on a personal level. There's going to be a huge shift in our energy. This past year, we have been experiencing the conjunction and the energy of Saturn and Jupiter and Capricorn. We felt it, right? It has been like crawling up the mountain, laying one brick at a time. It's taken a lot out of us. It's taken a lot of patience. It's taken a lot of determination. It's taken a lot of planning. That is Capricorn energy. But it's like now we're almost at the top of the mountain. And that is when we get to this Aquarius energy. 
It's going to be like a breath of fresh air and a breakthrough, enlightenment. That is Aquarius. We're almost there. This is a new beginning. This is a new era. You should be excited because we're going to feel these shifts in our lives. We're going to see these shifts occur in the world. And before we get there, we have this beautiful new moon eclipse inside of Aquarius to help us look at all the things we've accomplished in this past year and really appreciate all the things that we have accomplished, all of the things that we have in our life to be grateful for. Because with all the Capricorn energy we've experienced in 2020, one of the not so wonderful things about Capricorn is that it can be very pessimistic. And this can harden us. It can make us look at things from a more negative viewpoint. It can make us lose our faith in life, in people, in the world. And this year has tested all of us. It's tested our faith. It's tested our will. And with this new moon in Sagittarius, Sagittarius is all about expansion, belief, and having faith, being grateful, counting your blessings. So we've got this beautiful door to open with the new moon in Sagittarius on December 14th. And it's a time for us to connect with this sense of gratitude before we move into this new era with Saturn and Jupiter moving into Aquarius. So during this coming week, it's a time for us to quiet ourselves, disconnect from the outside, really take stock of everything that you have accomplished this year and all of the blessings you have in your life so that you are able to notice and appreciate and acknowledge the blessings that are coming into your life because they are coming. But if we have this negative mindset, we might not notice all the gifts that are going to be offered to us. When Saturn switches into another sign, it is thought that since Saturn has tested us, Saturn has helped us mature in some way. And Saturn can give us some pretty harsh lessons in life. But it's said that Saturn, when he switches signs, he get, there is a gift that comes to you. There is a gift that comes with all that hard work and patience and sacrifice that you've been through. And it's coming. The gift is coming. So open your eyes, connect with your heart and see these gifts and blessings that are coming into your life and make sure that you keep your eyes and your heart open, especially in this month, especially as we move into a new year. I'm, to me, the new year is starting when Saturn and Jupiter move into Aquarius in the middle of this month. So with that said, connect with gratitude, connect with all of your blessings I'm going to be interviewing one of my favorite Sagittariuses, and we are going to be discussing what it is like to be a Sagittarius, how wonderful the Sagittarius energy is, and our experience as Sagittariuses. I would like to welcome Sarah on today's podcast to talk about what it's like being a Sagittarius. Hello, Sarah. Hello. Thank you for joining us. I am excited to be here. Tell me a little bit about you, how we know each other. Okay, my name is Sarah, and I am in cold, dark Minnesota. I met Ashley when I transferred high schools, I'm not going to say how many years ago, to uh, a school that she was going to. That is how we crossed paths. 
We crossed paths in rural Minnesota in a strange and interesting Catholic school. <laughs> yes. It was, it, was, it was quite the experience. So I want to know, Sarah is a Sagittarius sun, Leo ascendant, Gemini moon, and she has a number of planets in Sagittarius. I believe you have five off the top of my head. So you've got a lot of Sagittarius energy. So what is it like being a Sagittarius? What is it like being a Sagittarius? Fierce. People will notice me in when I'm in a room. I have a, a heightened presence. And even in the most stressful situations or challenging where I should be worried, I'm like, oh, no, it'll be fine. Don't worry. Um, we're, we're all good. And I, I definitely am somebody who brings a lot of energy and a natural born leader. That's such an over uh, overused word, but it's something that comes easily to me. So I was captain of my volleyball team because I, I can sense when people are starting to get down. So what can I do to energize and, and, and get people up and ready to beat the other team, adventure, challenge, finding a way to push the envelope. There's a few things that I've done at work before that eh, I'm kind of surprised I still have a job, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, they know that's me. They know that's the, that's the unique fire that I bring to the table. I do have a big heart and an open spirit, but I'm so direct and I can be brutal that though I'm well-intended, I, I hurt people. That's so true because us Sagittariuses are known for putting our foot in our mouth. We're known for being overly honest and honesty is, a, is a great quality, but sometimes we can say more than we need to. Yes. Especially if you get me impatient or if it, I like to have that witty banter and intellectual conversation. So if, if, if there's somebody that just seems like they don't have that, or I'm having to say the same thing over and over again, and my impatience kicks in. There's just no damn filter. <laughs> How do you relate to your sun sign? What is it that you love about your sun sign? I love that um, leadership comes naturally to me. It fits really well in what I do for a living in, in corporate America. And that I, there's other, I have to work harder on the negative traits of being a Sagittarius, where oftentimes people have to work at becoming a leader and, and having those leadership skills and attributes, it really integrates well into setting a vision for a team and setting the strategy to get there. And then in my home life, keeping things uplifting and fun and I'll get down and play superheroes with my son. And that's a lot of fun. So that's how I relate to my sign there. I love that. How do you stay optimistic and motivated? I think a, a big part of it is knowing who I am. In order to do that, it's really important for me to come back and do my morning practices and know like, okay, and, and stay rooted in what am I here to do? Okay, I'm here to shine. And committing to those daily spiritual practices, I'm more rooted. And it's also easier for me to stay optimistic is because I dive into that deep, dark shadow work. Mm -hmm. And kind of get that out so I can make room for the positive. Now, sometimes it gets tricky because, you know, I'm a Gemini moon. And when that stuff kicks in, I'm like, blah, 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 blah. 
<laughs> over, it's, it's, it's really hard. But being a Sagittarius, I mean, a short story is my best friend and I were in Hawaii and we went to a local beach that it was like a hidden beach because she really wanted to go there. So I was like, let's go, let's go. Even though the sun was setting and I threw my stuff down in excitement and it, you know, we planned our trip around the full moon. So it was a high tide. And she said, oh, you want to put your stuff there? Be careful. I'm like, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And a big wave came up, but I was able to scoop up my stuff and I threw it to the side and then we were ready to go because it was getting very dark. And and I said, oh, do you have the keys? She responded, no, you had them. Oh my God, Sarah, the ocean ate them. We were a half hour away from our hotel. Both of our batteries were at like 10%. It's dark. We don't know where we're at. And I'm like, okay, we just, you know, we're going to get back. Don't worry. We just Uh stay small. Like, it'll be fine. And we made our way back. It's a funny story for another time. But like, that's always a Sagittarius. It's an adventure (laughs) and seeing the positive. It is. And I'm like, for like, for a while after I'd be like, well, isn't that funny? She's like, no, Sarah, nobody thought it was funny. But now we both laugh about it because I still think it's funny. So those are another great Sagittarius trait is that we always laugh at everything. Even the worst things that happen, we always find humor. Exactly. Okay. I want you to tell me about your experience with spirituality and growing up because Sagittarius is the ruler of the ninth house in astrology and the ninth house in astrology has to do with higher learning and education as well as religion and spirituality. So us Sagittarius come into this world to have very much a spiritual experience and to have a deeper understanding and meaning for life. So tell me about your experience with spirituality and growing up and what that has been like. My family and my mother's side is old school Catholic. So I grew up and the, the mornings that I tried to skip out on church, she would flick water in my face to get me out of bed. And, you know, I, I found Catholicism restrictive for me, but I had got, I was an altar server. I was a lector. I went and got con- con- confirmed. And then for a while, I moved away from the church. It wasn't really my thing. And when I got clean and sober, I went to a local church and I sat down with the priest and I told him, I was like, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a recovering drug addict with a child that I had out of wedlock when I was a senior in high school, only 18 years old. I don't know if I really belong here in church. And he was really great explaining to me religion and and Jesus and how that looked. And that was what I needed at that time. And it offered a really great community for me as well. Always felt more drawn to spirituality, though. And I've, I've stepped away from the Catholic Church again, because for me, it's just that that feeling of restriction. And now I've moved into spirituality and a lot of yoga nidra. And when I say yoga as well, not just the physical practice, right? Because that's only one piece of it, but all eight limbs of it. So it's pretty like eclectic. And some people might say it's like cafeteria style, whatever works for me, but it is absolutely the bedrock for me to live day to day is my spirituality. Without it, I'm not sure where I would be. Amazing. I want to ask you more about your experience becoming a teenage mother in a Catholic high school, in a Catholic family. What was that like for you? 
And how yeah. did that change your perspective? So I grew up in a really small town with about 3000 people. So, and this is pre-Facebook, right? <laughs> Word <laughs> travels really, really fast in a small town that has seven bars and three churches. So a lot of people knew at the same time, the church was in a way, surprisingly very supportive of me. And my daughter, when she was born, she was sick. So she was airlifted to a NIC unit and they had religion class. One of the classes made a blanket and it was embroidered for her. But sometimes there was also this sense for me, there was like feeling that I don't belong. And that carried with me too, because as my child grew, I was always the youngest mom there, right? Right. And I kind of felt like the the out and sometimes moms can be mean oh my gosh like one year for volleyball it was very clear that I wasn't a part of their group and I was like listen guys it's seven o'clock in the morning. I don't care but when you talked about the Catholic school that sparked a thought in me when I transferred there I originally thought like okay I'm going to be very quiet I'm you know I'm like oh this whole new start thing but I'm a Sagittarius and I'm a Leo ascendant I can't put a lid on it like that wasn't going to stay in. And I've learned to embrace that. And I think that's what's been really important with connecting with you through astrology. Instead of trying to fight that, I've learned to embrace it because that is my magic. Hmm. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's it's beautiful. It, it saves so much energy. It takes energy to fight who you are. Absolutely. Because your astrology is an entire roadmap of pieces and parts of you and you just have to learn how to utilize them in the best way what is your message to women when it comes to being a wild Sagittarius mother there's some great things about it right it's easy to to keep that childlike wander and go play and, and go on adventures but sometimes that can cause disturbances in your child's daily routine and it is a and she really likes a routine and so as we grew up the last minute like let's just go to the zoo and let's just go do this that got hard on her and sometimes um, I'm kind of like the friend and that blows up in your face when they become teenagers so (laughs) be very careful about that (laughs) not the best with boundaries Mm -hmm. and I find that sometimes I over involve myself in uh, just so many activities and that draws me away from my children and, and that can hurt them. So the last thing I would say is I really have to watch my tongue because mm. I blurt out things that are really hurtful. And also your child picks up on your language and oh my gosh, now that she's 16, she can blurt that bleep right back out at me. <laughs> Foot in the mouth, Sagittarius. Yes. What part of life has always been easy for you? Being a leader, it's come very natural for me. I was, like I said, captain of my volleyball team. I'm naturally the person that's going to step up and and get things done. What I do have to work on, again, is my mouth. That isn't the best. Like leaders usually don't cuss. So Mm. that's where I have to work on. And also just bringing people joy and, and, and laughter. Those things have been pretty easy for me. What aspect of life has been more difficult as a Sagittarius? Two things. I would say my directness has caused me some big issues, especially at work. And I know I, I hurt people unintentionally when I'm, I'm so direct. 
I take risks because I'm like, oh, it's just going to be okay. Like I was talking to you this about the other day. I'm always late for stuff because I'm like, oh no, like I have enough time. Like (laughs) I do the same thing. You're not alone. We are not (laughs) punctual, generally Sagittarius. No, I'm surprised I still have friends. I'm like, you know what? I could probably (laughs) coffee on the way. No problem. Right. So those are, those are things that are kind of difficult to sometimes. And I think not understanding that to my friends, they're like freaking out in certain situations where I'm like, no, don't worry about it. Like I'll just impulsively quit my job. We're fine. Right. Yeah. And it's, and it's generally the fire and the water signs that are looking at you. Like, are you out of your mind? Because fire signs, air signs are a little a little bit more impulsive and unpredictable and just like fly by this seat of your pants. Yes. Hmm. What are the most important things to you when it comes to a relationship, romantic friends, family, anything, communication, an example in like a romantic relationship is if you don't tell me, hi, Sarah, I like you. I'm interested in being with you, especially in a Gemini. (laughs) So directness. Yes. (laughs) And, and having, conversations, passion, fire, the hobbies, having deep conversations. Those are really important for me to feel like stimulated. And the other part is just being a Gemini moon is if you don't tell me and you don't communicate, I will come up with 50 different scenarios in my head, (laughs) the top five that are the worst. So I just would rather like, Hey, let's communicate it. Let's get on with it. We can move on than having to guess and, and play games. I love that. What do you think is the most important thing others can learn from Sagittarius's? That is an excellent question. Try your luck, go after it, just do it. Even if you make a mistake, you're you're going to learn for it from it, right? You're gonna, I mean, obviously, like I wouldn't encourage you to go jump in front of a bus. Like that's not a good type <laughs> to take. But in the end, everything is going to be okay. And if it isn't, you have what you need inside of you. It's already within within you to overcome whatever is gonna come your way. So just do it. It'll be fun, right? You'll have mm-hmm. a great time to tell if it turns out wrong. Absolutely, because there is always an adventure with the Sagittarius. Yes. I love that. Well, I'm excited for this new moon eclipse in Sagittarius on Monday, as I'm sure you are as well, because it's our new moon of the year. And what are you looking forward to enjoying about the rest of Sagittarius season? Oh, oh man. You know me, I'm a meme person. So just like making sure everybody on social media knows it's my season. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Of course, Sagittarius, we've got to tell everybody. And I think using this as a time to really embrace who I am and who I've learned through astrology before I just had this, oh, you just read your horoscope. Like, oh, okay, there you're done. But having my readings with you has really taken me to a deeper level And it's also, you know, uncovered things that I can work on for like my shadow work. So this Sagittarius season, just stepping into my power and embracing it rather than trying to fight those things that are just pure me. That's fabulous. Be a proud Sagittarius, my Sagittarius sister. Yes, that's right. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining me and sharing your Sagittarius energy with all of us and teaching us more about the incredible sun sign that is Sagittarius. Thank you for having me. It was fun and I hope I, I gave some <laughs> wisdom. I didn't. You can just for those. 
Thank you, Sarah. You will come back and we'll talk more about astrology together. Yes. <laughs>